I want to talk a little bit weiter about Maktas and Shekel, a little bit of a different perspective. Um, the, last week I, I spoke about the destination, things like that, but um, there's another obvious Indian that's really Negea to Rosh which is why I want to mention it. And that is that um, each person can only do his chayla. I mean, nobody can do everything himself. You need the achdus of my half and your half, or whatever that symbolizes, to accomplish everything. But you need each other. You know, so you find that the Gemara Masech Deschulen talks about the Shemesh and the Levana. The, the moon complained to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Einstein Malachim, Mishtamshin Ke'echad. You can't have two Malachim sharing the same crown. And so the moon was a shtiko fartaina that, you know, I can't be here. So the, the, the Gemara learns this out because the Torah says, HaKadosh created Shnei HaMo'eris HaKidoilin, and then it says, HaMo'eris HaKidoilin, and then So the Gemara Chulun says, so what happened? The, the moon complained, you can't have two kings sharing one crown. So Hashem said, very good time, so you have to shrink. So the moon was a shtiko fartaina, like, but that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. So the Me'iri says that you want to understand this Gemara. He says there's a Gemara in Gittin. The Gemara in Gittin says, "Hanelovim ve'einim oilvim, shoyim cherposim ve'ein meshivim ve'einim aleim akosavoyim akeshesh Hashemesh bigvurasay." That someone who is nelav, who is insulted, he doesn't insult back. On that person, we say kitzeis Hashemesh bigvurasay. So why do we say about that person it's Ketzeis HaShemesh Bivurasli? Because in a similar sense, the son was Nela from the Levona. Levona said, I don't want to be together with this with this guy. And so the son heard it's being Nela, but it didn't respond. So what ended up happening? The sun is now brighter, the moon is dimmer, and so that's Hashem, it's like the sun that came out big burosa, and that the sun also shteltsu. Uh, so this idea that you know sometimes that a person is nelov and don't answer back and just be macabalist at the end of the world, you end up becoming greater. The other person becomes diminished. You don't have to sh- you know shoot back with a with a, with a smart aleck comment going back. Yeah, will take care of it, and that simon, that lesson in how Hanhaga. Kadosh stuck into the Bria that every Rosh we should come face to face with that Limud. That, that's there. That's how Ramatis Yosalim wants to be Masbu. I think you find there's a Misa with Reb Chizkiya Medini who wrote the Sefer Stei Chemet. So uh, there's a Misa that uh, brought that in the very first Maggid book. Shon used to say over. Rechizki Medini was, uh, when he was younger, so he was learning in a kail in some town, I'm not sure where. And he was a big masmid, but um, he was known as a tremendous masmid, a big tzaddik. He wasn't necessarily the, you know, the, the, the big genius that he was. So there was a yid in town that was very jealous of the Hatzloch, of this kail, the Balabos, who started the kail. And uh, somehow or other, you know, he, he, his, his, his uh, antagonism got the better of him. And he hired, there was a, a Goyesha lady who used to clean the base medrash. And he paid her to make a bilbul against Chizki Medini and to say that he was, uh, you know, approaching her and making advances towards her and all sorts of stuff like that. 
And so, uh, so one morning, you know, she starts uh, haranguing and screaming, this guy did to me what he did, and everybody in the, in the, in the people who came to Davin there, they're all storming, yeah, get this guy out of here, the guy's in Russia, he gets this and this and that, and the whole bilbul against Chizki Medini, and, and, you know, he just was sitting there learning, oblivious to the whole thing, and she's going on, and finally she leaves, and everybody is tumbling. So the owner, the, the guy who runs the Kalo, shows up in the morning. Here's the whole story. Here's the accusation. And he looks around and he's watching Bechiski Medin learning and he says, Kalo stays and he stays and I don't want to hear about it anymore. Five Tiganes. Okay. A couple of weeks later, this lady, also he says, as an aside, the guy who started the whole thing died a few days later. Everyone didn't know why, but it was no Kiddush. A few weeks later, the lady who was the, the Goyesha woman comes to the base medrash and she asks if she can speak to Chizki Medini. And she says to him, you know, the boss fired me because of what happened. And I lost my job. And the money that I got for doing what I did ran out. And now I'm stuck without a job. She says, could you speak to the uh, owner of the Koyal giving my job back? So... Chizkiyah Medini thinks to himself, on one hand, this is my opportunity to vindicate uh, what everyone was saying. She's admitting that she was paid off. At the same time, he says, what a bizarre that a Yid would pay somebody to be Mubaza another Yid because he was jealous. So he says to her, listen, I'll get you a different job in another town. He goes to another town, he speaks to a Yid over there, he gets her hired comes back. He said, when he came back and he hadn't done anything, his mind just opened up. And he, he, that's why he wrote the Sleichena. So he was a Nel of the Eina Oilev. And he became, Ketzei Sashem Shmivuosa, he mamish became a, a Godel he wrote in the Cyclopedia on Kalatea Kula. And that was because he, he just, instead of trying to to, to, to toot his horn and, be, and, and, and take in what justifiably was his, he was Mavater. So that's why uh, that's why we say, could be that's, that's also, we say Shalom Aleichem by, by Kiddush Levon. Mordor says that what is it, how do you steal from an Oni? He gives, if, if an Oni gives you Shalom, you don't respond. What's the Pshat? So Matasio once said, that what do you have, what can you steal from an Oni? What does an Oni have that he can steal already? What he has is his self-esteem. He has a self-respect. If he says, Sholem Aleichem, you don't respond. What you're saying to him is, you're not, you're not relevant to me. I'm not interested in you. You don't exist. Right? Sholem Aleichem, by Rebbeishim, means that Rebbeishim is the Melech, Sholem Sholoi, that he makes Sholem in all the Tzvois HaShemayim, that everything is important, everything has a place. You don't say Sholem Aleichem, somebody, you're saying you don't exist, you don't have a Mokham here. Right? You say Sholem Aleichem, you're saying in the Shlemus of everything, you have a place. You're not as a person, you're stealing. The only thing he has left is his self-esteem. So we say Kiddush Levani, you say Shalom Aleichem to three Chaveirim to say, you know, every year is chosh and every year is important. Everyone has a place and a need and that's the, the tikkun. That's what we say, L'malus Pegimus Halavona. We daven that that should happen. That we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, be, be diminished. And so um, you find this taka. You look in the Chumash, this idea 
that Shnei Malachim could be Mishtamish, but it was very difficult, you know, very hard in every respect to, to exist. To us, the only time you find it is by Moshe and Aaron. When Moshe became the Manig, and Aaron was the Manig Yisrael, and it's, Aaron was happy, right? It says he's going to be the Samach Beliboy. How's it Shaykh? It's only if you could fatrug that somebody else can share my crown with me. I was the Manig Yisrael. Now you became appointed. And that's what you find that the Chazal say on that, that when, when Moshe made Aaron the Koyim, which he was supposed to be, it says, mm-hmm. So why does it say, One is the Zokin of Aaron, one is the Zokin of Moshe. And Moshe felt the same, the, the, when, when the oil went down in Aaron's beard, Moshe felt it on himself, even though it wasn't there. But he felt so dovel to Aaron. And that's why you find that when Parshas HaChodesh, the Kaddish Baruch Hu said to the Dabro B'nei Yisrael, if you look at Rashi there in that Pesach, it says Dabro B'nei Yisrael, so Rashi says that the, the, the Dibu was said to Aaron, even though Moshe did the speaking. And he says, over there, each one said to the other, teach me, and the Dibur came from between the two of them. Why? Because they were and where did they? Where did the Torah begala that? By the mitzvah Kiddush Achleidish. That's the lesson we learn from Kiddush Achleidish. So that's one nekuda of of both the matas hashekel that we need each other. We have to work with each other. We can't be without each other. And Rishchaydish Alein. This is also. But I wanted to share another Nakuda, which maybe gets us a little bit into Purim, which is that um, also with the Machtas HaShekel, but more uh, getting into Purim, that um, we started also Pasha's Truma. Now, if you, the, the, the Shalah HaKadosh, not the Shalah, Rabbi Machaya says, this is what I'm going that if you count, starting from Pasha's Truma, Till the end of Parshas Bakude, every time it says a Russian Hasia, a Yasu, Osu, Osu, is 248 Rosh Hashanah corresponding to the 248 Mitzvah Sasei. That tells us, says that every Chalik of the Mishkan corresponded to a certain Mitzvah. So every Mitzvah in the Torah had a corresponding Chalik in the Avoid of the Mishkan. Whether it was the shulchan or the Krushin or whatever it was, signified a certain mitzvah. So, if you wanted to know which uh, which 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 chelik of the mishkan was reflected by the machtas hashekel, so what did they do with the machtas hashekel? It says they took the machtas hashekel and they made the adonim. Right, so. The Adonim that were made out of the Matzis HaShekel were that item which uh, represented the foundation of the Mishkan. You want to know which mitzvah would be reflected in being the foundation of the Mishkan? So what is the foundation of anything in Yiddishkeit? What is the foundation of every binyan you build? That's a moon in HaKadosh Baruch Believing in Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the Yisaida Yisaidas. The Ersta from Yisaidas is you have to believe that there's a Rabbi Mishalayim, and so the mitzvah Matzah Hashekel that created the Adonim is that Cheftza that represents the mitzvah of Emuna. So that's why it's a Matzah Hashekel, because a person has to understand that 
When it comes to a Muna, you have to realize you're always in the middle. You don't really see the whole picture. We don't see the whole picture. We're in the middle of a, a tunnel. And we can't just That's when you have to have a Muna. Boy said, avoid the Gemara says in Masechus Brachas that a person can tell which one of the Mishmaras of the Laila it is. That you know, the first Mishmar, the um, donkey brays, and the second Mishmar, the dogs are barking. And it says the third Mishmar, you hear a mother nursing a child and a husband and wife schmoozing. So the Gemara says, um, which part of the Mishnah are you talking about? So it comes out, it's talking about the end of the third Mishmar. So the Gemara asks, it's the end of the third Mishmar. So look out the window and you find out that it's morning. What do you have to sit around waiting for a, a baby to be nursing? So it says, talking to guys in a house without windows. The man, the gunny, the is offel. He's sleeping in a dark house without windows. So they're wondering, how many people live in a dark house without windows? Except my daughter when she lived in Eris' role and she got an apartment. (laughs) Most people live in a normal house with windows, right? So, Vasa the Pshat, the Gemara comes up with this mamish, ridiculous case. So, I, I think Al Pidrush, you can say the Pshat is like this. There are times in life when you're living in the darkness and there's no windows. And you want to say Kriyashma. He wants to say Kriyashma. What do you mean? You want to be Makabal Malchushmai, but it's, you're in the dark. It's finster, it's pitch dark. You want to believe this, you want to be Makabal Malchushmai, you want to say Shmai, it's dark. How am I supposed to be recognized that? There it says, we hear a child nursing from the mother. The word of a, a nursemaid is Oimein. The word of the same word as Amuna. Why? You look at a baby nursing, you see a picture of comfort, serenity, confidence. The baby is in the most, he realizes I'm in mommy's shoulders and nothing to worry about. A person should internalize that and say, the Blanchim is holding me. I don't have to worry. I'm in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch That's Amuna. Amuna is to know that no matter what, no matter where, Hashem is holding me. I don't know what's going to happen. But I know Hashem is holding me. And Hashem is holding me. The other part of it is you, you hear a husband and wife talking to each other. If a husband and wife are communicating with each other properly, so, you know, you, you, you give a brother to husband and Carol, they should build a bias nema be Israel. What do you mean a bias nema? But the husband and wife has such trust in each other that when they're together, they're just... They have each other. They have everything. They, they, that, that's the trust that they have in each other. So when you're in such a house and you have no, uh, you have no, so the same thing is in life. In life, you come to Matzovim where you don't know what's going on. And so that's where you need to have Emunah. That's where realizing that we talk in the midst, we're in a dark house. We don't know that nevertheless, our achrayis, our mission is that we have to be mining that the Rishon is taken care of. That's the Yisoyt Advarim. Now, Haman uh, comes to Purim, Haram, Haman's reaction was, everything is a Mikra, right? Everything is a Mikra. There's no And so, eventually, when Haman when, uh, came to, to kill the Yidden, so Mordechai was talking to the Yidden about the Matzis HaShekel. So he says, uh, I shelled out 10,000 Kikrei Kesef, right? And he says, your shkolem already, 
Yishkol and defeated Maishkol. If you look at Taisus there in Masechus Megillah, Taisus says, "The Dochi Asora Alfe Kikre Kasper Shomati Shasora Alfe Kikre Kesef Oil and Chatsi Shekel Kol Echem Yisrael." That if you take ten thousand kikor of kesef, it equals a half a shekel for every yid. Shall you sheish me as elof kishiyotzim mitzrayim? The Omer Shitin Lachshiris Kolped Yoinim, and he wanted to be poide and give ten thousand kikor kesef to Achashverus, so he can undo the matzus hashekel. If them, Haman finally said, "You beat me to it." It was the pshat. When we gave a matzus hashekel. What we were saying is, we only see the matzus. But with that machzus, we're going to found a mishkan. We're going to lay the foundation to a mokim for the shechina to come to this world. Even if we're not, we don't know what's going on, but we still have the tochen and the rebbeinu is watching us. So Haman, whose whole yisoid is amolik, it's a mikra. He says, "I, I, I lost. You came to you, your shkolim, came before me. And that's the 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 yisoid advarim that we have that amun and akadosh baruch hu." That no matter what happens, we can trust that Kodesh Baruch Hu, that you know, everything is Latoy. But you don't always see it. That's why it says, HaKairis HaMegillah Mafreya is not Yaitza. What does that mean? If, if you start to enter the Megillah and you find out the end of the story, that's not Emuna, right? Emuna is when you're going through the darkness and you're reading the Megillah from the beginning and you see what's going to happen over here. The, the, the Yidna are in trouble and all this terrible thing. And then at the end of the Megillah, it turns out, oh, that's, that's the way occurs in Megillah. But to start from the end, you have to start when you're in the dark and you don't understand. And then, that's, uh, sometimes in life you come to Matsovim like that where we talk and don't know. And I, I, I told you a story last week about Sam Seifer in, in, um, in Freshburg. Sam Seifer wrote a diary when Napoleon's army was uh, surrounding the city of Freshburg. So there was a, there's a, art scroll came out with a, a small little book called Kreshberg Under Siege, which was a translation of the Chassam diary of that year, the terrible Tsaros in Kreshberg when they were, the city was Mamish being shelled by the, by the French army. So he, the Chassam Seifer tells over the story. He was, um, he was a rov in Pressburg, and the, the, the year was a very terrible year. Anyway, finally, the soldiers surrendered, Austrians surrendered, and, uh, I'm sorry, it sounds like that. Anyway, the, the Austrian army surrendered, and um, the French took over. A couple of Yidden from the Pressburg community went out with a wagon, collected all the guns, and went into the, and sold the arm, they tried to sell the arms to the Austrian army. And the French caught them. So now you have three Yidden caught selling guns to, to the arrested for treason. And the whole Jewish community now was in Gahak the Tzaris, right? Because, you know, these were Yidden. So the Chassam Seifer had to come to a military court to stand trial for the Jewish community. So uh, it was Ramesh in Ace Tzaris. He walks into the courtroom. And there's three judges, three generals, like going to be the military tribunal. And all of a sudden, the judge in the middle, the leading judge, jumps up, runs over to the Hassam Sof. He says, Moses, my old friend Moses, you remember me? He looks at him like him. He says, it's me, Paulie de Montfort. And, and uh, the Hassam Sof, he this guy, Paulie de Montfort, 40 years ago, 
was built in the same house where the Hassam Seifel was staying when he was learning in Yeshiva. So this soldier, Pauli de Montfort, he hopped a liking to the Hassam Seifel. And he asked the Hassam Seifel to teach him how to speak German. In exchange, he would do the Hassam Seifel's laundry. I wouldn't have to deal with a guy in Camp Monk that way. <laughs> he, was a, he was a waiter in the kitchen. He gave me extra ice cream on Shabbos by Shabbos Shudas, and I did his laundry. <laughs> anyway, but, oh, not, teach, not teaching German. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> my German was not that good at the time. <laughs> anyway, so that was the deal. So the Sam Seifer said, for 40 years I wondered, why did the Abishta... The Chassam Seifer didn't stop learning every second. He's got to give up time to teach us going out to speak German. He said, why did Hashem do this to me? Forty years later, he realized Hashem was saving the whole Preshper community because this guy went, you know, the case is dismissed, right? So you see that for 40 years, he was in the dark. And then one day you see the, the, you see the light and you understand, oh. So that's what Chassam Seifer said. That's the Pshat in the Pesach, that Isa es achoyrei ufonai lo yeirom. You'll see me from the back. You'll see me with hindsight. But that's the essence of a moon in Hashem. You don't always, uh, you don't, you don't understand. Right? There was uh, some Seifetaka had a yid who lived to be over a hundred. So we asked him once, "What's the secret? How did you have such a richus yomim?" He said, "I never asked a question." He said, "Yeah, but I'm asking you the question. Why do you have a richus yomim?" He says, "No." My friends, when they got older, and this guy had arthritis, and this guy had other stuff, they said, why, Revolution, why do I have to suffer for a wife? And Revolution said, listen, you want to know the answer? Come upstairs, I'll show you. I never ask any questions. I don't have to go upstairs to get any answers. I'm perfectly fine. Well, yeah. So that's the Yisraeli door. So Rabbi Yaakov Hopper told me this morning, when I was still in Denver, I had a, had a Seder with him. Like originally started like 5 in the morning, but then we had to... Move it, whatever it was. So I called upon him. We, we learned brachas together. So he told me a word. Mordor says that I that the Boishim was tefillin, right? Boishim has tefillin. We have tefillin, and so the Mordor says also that when Moshe Rabbeinu had a kashi, wanted to know who Mordor says why does tzaddik v'ralei Moshe v'tayvlei? So Moshe wanted to know. Sakurish so, Bokhu showed him the Kesha Shotfilin. Mr. Pshadi showed him the Kesha Shotfilin. What does that mean? How does that answer the question? He says that the Rabbanishim was saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, You were Tfilin, I were Tfilin. What does it say in your Tfilin? Shema Yisrael Hashem or Kenu Hashem. What does it say in Hashem's Tfilin? Mika Amcha Yisrael Goyach Boritz. So the Rabbanishim is saying like this. You, when you wear your tefillin, put the Shema Yisrael Hashem, you put it on your head, and what happens? You space out, you're thinking about everything in the world, right? How often are you thinking when you're wearing a tefillin of Shema Yisrael Hashem, Hashem, He said, when I wear my tefillin, which always wears tefillin, and it says, I'm never Messiah Das. I'm always thinking about it. it says to Moshe Ben, you won't see my face but you'll see that the Keshe of my tefillin is always there. It's always Mekoshet. I'm never Mesiyach Das. You may not understand why the Tzaddik is suffering. That you'll understand in the future. But one thing you need to know, the Keshe is always there. The Ava never leaves. No matter what happens, no matter how bad it is, the Ava, is always, the Keshe is always there. That's the Yisoyed. That's Emunah. That's the Matzah, Hashakal, this Yisoyed. In the middle of a difficult time, but 
you have to know how Kodeshmur who's holding your hand. That's why you can't read the Megillah Lafreya. That's why we give Matzah a shekel. And that's why you, that's why we didn't, because we realize the Halamaisis, Kodesh Baruch Hu is taking care of us. Okay. Pedalia Shimonovitz. He's going to read his bakery. What? Pedalia Shimonovitz. He's going to read his bakery by his mother's aunt.